So uh, last weekend I was in Alliston, had the service up there. We had a, a great time up there in Alliston. And uh, it's always good to be able to extend One Heart Church to the other parts of the Air Peninsula, uh, like Alliston. Hey, I found a texter. Is that a freebie? Yeah, you, you can have it back. So um, next week, I just want to mention, it's a really important time in the life of our nation with a um, federal election coming up next week. I'm not going to uh, tell you how you should vote or who you should vote for, but what I will say is be very careful with your vote. It's very important that you use it well. And uh, do give it some time to pray, think, do the research on who the candidates are and what they stand for because uh, that it makes a huge difference to how you're going to live in the next five to ten years from now. So just be aware of that and, and do your research, find out uh, uh, what the various parties are standing for and uh, really vote carefully because it's really, really important as believers we can make a difference uh, to the kind of country that we want to live in and uh, just want to in, you know, inform you of those sorts of things. There's a lot at stake for our nation and we're going to pray uh, this morning for Australia. So uh, perhaps you could stand to your feet and, and we're going to pray, just take a minute to pray for our nation. Uh, we do have at the moment a, a, um, a Christian Prime Minister and when I, when I use that word it's a Christian who believes in Jesus Christ as a son of God, that he's accepted him as his Lord and Saviour, that he, uh, he attends church uh, all the time. He's, he's a true believer in my, in my perspective and uh, I just want, to, want us to pray for Australia. We're going to pray for our Prime Minister, whoever that may be in the future, that we want to pray for those who are in authority as the Bible tells us. So why don't we just um, join our prayers together. I encourage you to pray out as well as I pray. But dear Heavenly Father, we just pray for Australia this morning. We pray for this great land of the Holy Spirit that uh, it, we may see the, the hand of God moving in our nation, that we may see the, the good things of God that you have planned, um, worked out in these days. I pray for the Church of Australia that it may not be silent, that it may not be weak, but Lord, I pray that it will be a positive influence for good in this nation and I just pray that from Australia the church may change the world so we just pray for that we pray for our freedoms to minister and to, to preach the word of God to preach the Bible to be always in our churches across this land I pray in Jesus name amen amen you can take your seats <clears throat> well we're going to continue on our series on supernatural guidance this month I was wanting to jump straight to um, the supernatural signs and wonders and mi miracles and healings and that kind of aspect to it. But uh, I did have some unfinished business with uh, supernatural guidance that I thought I needed to get to. And I've still got another message after this one on guidance, but I might leave that till about November. So you can just keep coming back until you get that last one. But uh, supernatural guidance, um, part two is today. And we're going to be looking at godly counsel. Who do you turn to to get wise advice about life? So I'll give you some revision from last time that I spoke on, the, on supernatural guidance and the three methods that we found last time. So they'll pop up on the screen for you in a second. Um, just as Karen was thinking she's got some time off, something's gone wrong. It's okay, just look at the one heart sign, it'll be fine for now. But... Um, the three main ways in which uh, the Holy Spirit guides us or how God guides us is number one, through the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16 verse 13, um, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit will come and 
the, the words used in the original are the paraclete, someone who comes alongside to teach and guide you. And so the Holy Spirit, here we are, uh, next one. The Holy Spirit is a very powerful form of guidance that we uh, need to tap into and learn how to use. Um, the second key is the Word of God. It's really, really important that you learn to um, get yourself a good Bible that you understand and read it a lot. Um, I, think, I think it's really important. I'll show you some things about um, how important the Bible is as we go this morning. And the third one that I'm going to hone in on this morning is godly counsel. Proverbs 15 verse 22 in the uh, NIV Bible says this, Plans fail for lack, for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. And if we put all of these three points together, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God and godly counsel, we walk the journey with supernatural clarity. Or it makes things easier to navigate our way through all the issues of life. So if you are here with us this morning and you're visiting, um, I apologise for you coming into this message half halfway through. Um, and if you're not used to a church like this or you haven't been to church for a long time, um, we're not the only church. This is just our expression of how we worship. So you would have seen people raising their hands. That's just how we want to express our love and our gratitude and our thanks to God. So that's why we do that. At the end of the service, we will ask people to come out to pray. And we do pray in this church. So we'll, we'll pray for people individually. Um, we'll put our hands on them because I believe there's a transfer of faith, a transfer of strength when we lay hands on each other and believe God for, um, for miracles to take place. So this morning... I want to clarify godly counsel um, because it's something that I think we don't understand a lot. And, and I just, I'll slide this in for you this morning. Uh, the church is a great forum for godly counsel, or it ought to be. So there's a responsibility upon you as a church member, as a, as a community person in the house of God, to be the best you that you can be, to always be wanting to develop and grow because there's others who are going to need your counsel. Did you know that? You might think, but I don't really know very much. I haven't learned enough. I haven't studied enough. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to work it all out myself. But there are things that you've already worked out that maybe someone else needs to find out about and you can be there ready for them. So church, community is really important. So our first uh, scripture this morning that I want you to, to see is Proverbs 11 verse 14. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, without wise leadership, a nation falls. So let's pray for our leaders in our nation. Let's have wise leadership. Maybe if, if, if our leaders um, uh, are, are managing our nation without wise counsellors, then I think we're in trouble. But we need to pray, whoever's in government, that they have godly counsellors around them who can bring a godly perspective to our nation. Anyway, without wise leadership, a nation fall, uh, fails. There is safety in having many advisors. And I've just underlined those two words, many advisors. I should have underlined safety as well. But my emphasis on those words, many advisors equal safety so you know what you want to live a safe life you want to live a good life then you've got to learn to tap into and and apply yourself to godly counselors around you when I was younger which wasn't that long ago 
I'm still young, I, just, I was younger once. When I was younger, facing big decisions, I had no clue how to navigate through the process of making a decision. Um, I, was, I remember one piece of advice, I, I was weighing up a big decision to move states. And I, was, uh, I went to, to someone, I said, well, what should I do? And they said, weigh up the pros and cons on a scale. So they said, get a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle, and on one side put all the, all the good points. And I think, well, I didn't even know what the good points would be from where I was. They said, put all the good points on one side, so they were just hypotheticals that I was thinking, and on the other, put all the bad points on the other side and, and weigh it up. So that, saying, oh, right down, oh, it'll be this, it'll be that, and, and I think it'll be this and, and, and all these sorts of good things. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't like it here, the weather's no good over here and, and, and uh, all, the, all the bad things. And so it was easy for me to skew my own <laughs> decision. So I just said, oh, yeah, well, yeah it's going to be awesome. It's going to be, the grass is going to be greener. The sky is going to be sunnier. Uh, you know, I'm going to be richer. Uh, people are going to love me more over here. But where I am, everyone knows me. No one respects me. You know, all this sort of stuff. I don't get any opportunities. So not a real great scale there. So you put all the good points on one side, all the bad points on the other side. Other times I've been told this really, really awesome piece of wisdom Oh, just wait till you get a peace about it. Wait till you get the peace. I want to tell you something. If I was waiting for the peace to come to pass in the Port Lincoln Church, I would never come. Because I never got a peace. But I got a word from God. But I said, but God, I don't want to go. See, some... Some of those things seem reasonable to me, but they're not the methods God wants us to employ to get his guidance in our life. Sounds reasonable, sounds good, they're they're okay ideas, but you know something? God wants us to be led by revelation of his spirit and the word of God and by the, the, the counsel and the strength that we gain from each other. So, gaining an understanding of the people God has put around us that help guide us for our good, for our safety. My early years as a pastor, I had two people that I, that I had input from in the ministry. Um, their advice was sometimes opposite. So I'd often ring these guys and say, hey, listen, it was, if, so you know, it was, it was a guy called Nick, and another guy called David, you probably know who I'm talking about if you're from our church. And I would ring Nick and say, hey, Nick, there's this, you know, and, I, and I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know what, Nick was always very serious, always very stable, always very calming. And he'd say, oh, well, look, you know, this is what I think you should do. The other guy, David, I'd ring David and say, oh, David, I don't know what to do with this. And, and he, would, he would laugh. He'd always like, oh, well, that's, you know, and, and so, someone else would know who David is. He'd say, well, it's all part of the journey. So that gives it away. And, and he, would, he, would just, he would just, again, would just bring me a, a direction. But, but what I found is oftentimes over the same situation, I would get a various perspective. So sometimes I'm almost from opposite ends. But what I, what I found was important for me was to hear what they've said from both angles and then say, God, now what are you saying to me? And I would find my way through using both of their points to bring me through for what was needed now. So it was helpful. It wasn't like, well, I liked, his, I liked his perspective, but I didn't like his. 
So um, uh, uh, he made me feel comfortable, but he, he made me feel threatened. So I didn't, I didn't have to take what they said to extremes from both angles, but I, I was able to marry them both together and then say, God, what are you showing me in this? And then going through. And it worked and helped us to navigate through the decisions. So what I'm saying that for is who you turn to, who you listen to at different points in life can affect your future for good. And you want to affect your future for good. Because you, you don't want to think of the future and go, well, you know what, I think I'm going to make some really bad decisions and have a massive train wreck in my life. I think that's my plan. I don't think we ever plan that. I think we're good at it happening, but we don't want to plan it to happen. So we're going to do some Old Testament right now and uh, introduce you to a character from the Bible called Rehoboam. Who's heard of Rehoboam? Yeah, yeah. Rehoboam... He was uh, King Solomon's son. And King Solomon's credited as being uh, the wisest man in the Bible. I'm not going to go so far as to say the wisest man the world has ever known. I don't know. But he was definitely the wisest man in the Bible. So he was a king of Israel. And when, when he died, his son became the next king. His son is Rehoboam. Now, it says of Rehoboam, he took the throne... After his father, his father had an incredibly successful kingdom. King David was, was Solomon's father. King David was a warrior, um, won, won victories, won battles, went out to war. Wherever he went, he, he had victories. So he created a stable, strong empire. His son Solomon takes it over, doesn't have any wars really at all, just makes a lot of money. Makes the country hugely wealthy. There's gold everywhere. There's silver everywhere. Um, there's just abundance all over the place because he doesn't have to fight wars anymore. He's just living in the abundance of a peaceful kingdom. So Rehoboam grows up in this, uh, in this wonderful environment. Everything's wonderful and nice. Um, nothing he has to worry about. But he becomes king. 1 Kings 12 verses 3 to 16. No sooner does he become king, he suddenly got demands made upon him about how he's going to lead the nation. So all the people are unhappy with the high rates of tax. They're unhappy with the loads that the, the, the former king had placed upon them. And they're thinking, well, new king, new day, let's ask for a new system. So they go to him as a, a, as a consortium of uh, people to ask for a new deal. So it says he went to the his father's counsellors, and they told him what to do. And it says he rejected their advice. He says, no, I don't, don't want to do that. And so he goes to his friends, and he, he went to get advice from his friends, from people who, he, who he's grown up with. And he listens to their advice, and it splits the kingdom apart. It works against him. I just want to point this out. His friends were good to play tennis with, but not good on how to be a king. And sometimes in life, we might have friends around us that are good for certain aspects of life, but maybe totally inappropriate for things that are spiritual or even things that are, that are, that are business-minded. So we've got to discern what area someone's good to speak into our life about. And so I, have, I, I would have people who would speak into my life about certain areas, but I wouldn't ask them in a fit if they're going to talk into me at a spiritual level because they're not going to be the same. So I'll just say that again. Friends were good to play tennis with, but not good on how to be a king. 
So wisdom that comes from godly counsel works supernaturally. Bringing it back to our supernatural theme. Having people around us that can help us and guide us and, and bring direction to us. Not controlling us, but bringing ideas and thoughts and, and uh, stretching the way we think works supernaturally. God can work through you to supernaturally help someone else. And you need others to help you. I'm going to talk about my mum today because it's Mother's Day. My mum and dad were great people. Um, my dad's no longer with us. He, he's, he passed away. But they were generous. Um, they were. They still are. My mum's still very generous. Um, and they always had money. I never know a time where they didn't have money. My dad worked hard. He had his own business. And my mum was a great manager. Knew how to manage the household money. But they weren't great at spiritual guidance. So I, I couldn't talk to them about the call of God. I'll tell you, my, my dad, he was a great man and he, he loved the Lord. He went to church. He, he had a revelation of Jesus in his own life. But you know what? There were seasons in our life, if I had listened to my dad, he went from one, one week saying, you're bad, you can never go to church ever again. Not, no one's going to church in this house. No, you're not going. So we'd all say, yeah, okay, dad, we'll still go to church. And then he'd say, okay, you come home from church that, that week, and he'd say, okay, well, if you're, you're going to go to church, well, don't ever give him any money. You're banned from giving the church any money. Whatever you do, if I can't stop you going, but you're not going to give them anything. So he would, I, I couldn't sort of go to my dad and say, well, you know, guide me in a spiritual perspective, because that, if I had followed that voice, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. I would never have started some spiritual disciplines had I listened to those voices. Um, I would have never come to South Australia had I listened to them. I would have never have left a secular job to go into ministry had I listened to their voices. However, in their defence, there were areas of life that I should have listened to them. I should have listened to my mum. I should have listened to my old man. Times when... I'd go out and do things. I'd go out and buy cars and didn't tell my dad. And then get, you know, honestly, spend two and a half grand on some old car and bring it home thinking, oh, look at what I got. And my dad would say, what? Why didn't you talk to me first? I'm thinking, but you don't know anything. <laughs> then three or four months later, I think, I've got to get rid of this old car. I've got four cars. We're paying rego. I'll get rid of this one. And I can't even get a thousand bucks for it. So there were, there were parts in life that they were there to help and guide me and I had to realise maybe spiritually they weren't all there but, but in other areas they had a lot of wisdom that they could bring to me. So when it came to investments and management of finance they had wisdom that I unfortunately didn't take. Uh, and so we need to know the difference in life. That sometimes you might think, well, maybe, maybe there's people around me aren't, aren't that great with, with uh, some spiritual things, but gee, I need them in my life to bring some other areas to help me in. I had people around me with, with spiritual fruit, and I listened to their advice on management and took a wrong turn with my finances. Because they were really great spiritually, really great in that place in my life, building me up in a spiritual sense, but actually had no clue themselves about financial stuff. And I thought, well, because they're speaking into my life about, about my spirit and, and growing me in that way, I'm listening to them about financial management and I took a wrong turn. And my mum's saying, what, what are you doing that for? Don't do that, I'll help you. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. 
My spiritual leaders are telling me this is the way to go. And I took a wrong turn and uh, made a mistake. Spiritually, they were, those people were what I needed, but financially not what I needed. So I want to draw a picture here that we have, we have people in our life that can balance things for us in a way that helps us to, to, to be perfected in every part of our life. And we need to know the difference. So God gave me advisors for parts of my life, but I confused their positions. So I thought, well, they, they, yeah, because they don't know about spiritual stuff as such, they were Christians. My parents loved the Lord. They, 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 you know, Dad was still in church until the day he died. My mum still goes to church. My mum's still incredibly generous. I was in the Gold Coast a couple of weeks ago, last week, I think. I met an old friend of mine. And, and he says, oh, I've got to introduce you to all these pastors. They're from Europe. They're, they're from Germany and Poland and Czech Republic. And they've all been staying at your mum's house. I'm like, hey, you're eating my food. But I think that's, I think that's a great testimony that she's still being generous. She's still got an open home. She, she's a, she's a, a widow. But you know what? She still says, well, I, I can look after people from other countries. They've, all, they've done that all my life. And she still does. She still will do it. But God gives you advisors for parts of life. Uh, don't confuse their position. But learn to discern who you need at different times. And balance what you're hearing with what God's saying. And sometimes you'll hear things that are totally opposite to each other and you'll go, well, they said I should do this, they said I should do that. And you've got to say, well, maybe there's wisdom in both and then you bring it to God and you say, Lord, I need a word. I need something that confirms what I should do now with all the information that I'm getting. Hopefully this is not too, too uh, out there for you to understand. But God surrounds you with people, with advisors for certain parts of your life. The point where you need wisdom is to know who is there for what. See, supernatural guidance and wisdom, God wants to gift us with. God wants to gift our lives with supernatural guidance and wisdom. And some of that wisdom will come from other people, sometimes from the most unlikeliest source, where you'll just be having relationship is really, really important. Having a relationship with someone, they could be having lunch, they could be having them over for dinner, spending time talking, having a coffee, whatever it is, those social interactions, even playing sport, you can, you can suddenly have a, 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 a wisdom drop into your spirit that is just what you needed. And it's from the most unlikeliest person. And that's how God works through us. In Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 15, it says, then someone called from the crowd, teacher, they're talking to Jesus, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. Now this, this person shouting this out, he's, he's got a problem, a valid problem that needs some guidance. And he's going to the ultimate supernatural source of guidance. He's going straight to Jesus and he, he, he interrupts everything that's going on in that moment and says, says, he calls out, teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. He goes to Jesus. He'll know how to fix this. He'll know how to tell him. Jesus replied in verse 14, Who made me a judge over you to, to decide such things as, this, as that? Then he said, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. 
if you went to Jesus with a, with a problem, and we do, and we say, Jesus, I just need this fixed. Jesus, will you speak into their life? Jesus, will you just tell them? Jesus, will you, will you give me justice for this situation? And oftentimes, as, as we see in this picture, Jesus gives an answer, but it's not what we were thinking. It's not what we were looking for. This guy, I think if I was him, I would have said, good luck, Jesus, thanks for that. You're supposed to fix the problem, not make it worse. You're supposed to bring clarity to it, not make it more, more ambiguous. Jesus wasn't being ambiguous in this situation, but he's giving us a description that sometimes what we are focused on physically, Jesus says, I've got something better for you spiritually. We've got to be living in the supernatural to see that. So often we seek God in things that affect our natural condition. And we forsake the spiritual, supernatural power of life in the spirit because we're only focused on a one single issue. Or I, I just need that justice for my land. I just need to get my inheritance. If I had my inheritance, then I'd be able to tithe again. If I had, if I had the farm, then I'd just be able to work again. If they just gave me the, the property that was owed me, then everything would be all right. And Jesus shifts the whole perspective and says... Basically, he's saying what you need is spiritual things and, and let the, the worldly things deal with themselves. It's about changing our perspective and bringing in the supernatural, the spiritual into every part of our life and putting a heavier weight on what's important spiritually than what's important physically. It takes time to get that. It takes discipline. And as you mature spiritually, you'll find yourself crying out to God for things that affect his kingdom, not things that affect your lifestyle or your comfort. That's pretty heavy. That's pretty... Sorry about that one. But godly counsel is healthy and brings wisdom's perspective to what we are working out for ourselves. You know, the, uh, there is a big mistake to, to try and find others who will work things out for you. And that's what we look for all the time. I just wish someone would tell me. I wish someone would, would guide me through this. I need a mentor. I need a coach who will just tell me what to do about everything. You know, I don't think God wants us to live like that. God wants us to have people that we trust, that we love, that we respect and honor in our life. But, but at the end of the day, you've got to make decisions based upon what they're saying, what God's saying, and what you're feeling in your spirit, where to go. Otherwise, you're just going to be, um, you're going to be controlled and manipulated by the voices of others. But godly counsel is healthy, and it brings wisdom, and it brings perspective to what you're working out for yourself. So the best way... Here, I'm just diverging totally now, so you get, get with it. The best way to fill a water tank is to let rainwater get in the tank. I know, woo, that is so deep. See, rain always falls in drops. Everywhere I've lived, it's been the same. At my house, I have about 135,000 litres of droplet space in my rainwater tanks. That means a lot of drops have to drop to fill up the tank. And I want to catch every drop because that is what fills the tank. So it doesn't rain every day, but when it rains, catch it. 
It doesn't rain every day, but when it rains, catch it. Poke someone and say, catch it. Catch it. Can I have the musicians join me again, please? See, we can experience clear, true, accurate guidance from God by learning the value of every drop. God wants you to experience clear, true, accurate guidance from him. And he'll give it to you one drop at a time. So don't think, but hang on, I haven't got enough. That's, how's that going to help me? When you start to combine drops, when you store them together, taking every opportunity to collect wisdom, take every opportunity to collect knowledge. It's information that comes from God that we store in our heart, in our soul. It's a, a reservoir for when we need it. See, knowledge and wisdom come like droplets into our spirit. Be willing to enlarge the space, enlarge capacity, make room for the supernatural in your life. It comes one drop at a time. So often we're thinking, you know, God, I just need a river. God, I just need an ocean. God, I need a lake. I just need your direction. If I could just see all that water, then I would know that you're with me. And God's just saying, you know what? Maybe there's just a little droplet. One here, one there. And you've got to catch that. You've got to take that wisdom. Say, if that's all I need for now, then I'm just going to store that one until I need it. Keep yourself connected to people who God has put around you for your benefit. Seek to understand who God has put in what part of your life. And I don't think there's any one single person that can have every answer for every part of you. But you need to have a, a little thing called um, discerning there. Who's the best person to seek about a situation? See, godly counsel works supernaturally. And devote yourself to Jesus and look around you. And God has placed people all around you. God has placed people all around your life. If you've got a toothache, you don't need to go to the plumber. And sometimes it's as practical as that. Hey, look, you know, I've got a toothache. What do you think? Oh, just chew through it, you know. <laughs> I'm going to give you some mistakes I made that you can avoid. So if you're taking notes, you can grab these downs. People have vested interest in you and want to control you by advice that will keep you close to them I found that when um, I had uh, financial decisions to make and people would who had vested interest to keep me close to them would say here this is what you this is what you need to do and when I follow those 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 uh, that, that advice found I made mistakes people that have no success in an area but are convincing in their persuasion um, there, there's a thing I've seen quite often I, I laugh at it every time I see it. there's a little terrier dog chasing around a, a mob of sheep and then suddenly the sheep turn and chase the dog and it's, it's running and it says 
something along the lines of uh, uh, when you lied on your resume. And sometimes there are people who get around us and they have no success in a particular area, but are convincing in their persuasion. So we need to be aware of that and think, well, you know, okay, I can hear what, we can't stop what people say to us, but we've got to discover whether what they're saying has authentication or not, whether, they're, whether they've got the uh, authority to speak on those things. Another one, people who exaggerate their experience and authority try to gain that persuasion over you by exaggerating their experience. So I'll give you godly, I'll give you some godly counsel that will help you. Develop relationships of mutual respect. Develop relationships. Relationship is the key to godly counsel, is having connections with, with lots and lots of people. That's why church is, is really, really so important. That's, uh, that's a, a key. Have mentors or, or chosen people because of their good reputation, because of godly values, balanced perspective, and carry delegated authority, that they carry things well, that they've got a balanced perspective. Look for people who are spiritually stable, that are planted, productive people, they're the ones who to seek out. They're the ones who can help you the most. They're the ones whose advice you can trust. That's godly counsel. So a lot of the time we have people giving us good ideas, but we've got to find those who can give us godly counsel, a godly perspective. Now, someone who's, who, who, who's never planted anywhere, whose feet are, are never wet in the soil, uh, are going to have a, a biased perspective. Maybe their attitude will be, well, I'm going to give you, I'll, I'll give you advice because I want you to stay close to me. I'll give you advice because I want you to perform in this way or that way for me. That's a biased perspective. And those who give true, honest, godly counsel will say, you know what, I know this decision may mean that, that you're going to grow beyond me, that you're going to move away from me. But if it means you're going to go into the, the plans and purposes of God, then I want to see that happen. And I know as a pastor, oftentimes, you know, uh, you, you, you think of those conversations you have with people and you think, you know, God's enlarging them. They're, they're, they're you know, moving away or whatever they're going to do. There's always that, that uh, inner part that says, oh, you know, how can I manipulate them back in? You know, you're out of the will of God. You know, you, you're not hearing God straight. But you know something, we've got, to, we've got to be big enough people that we allow for God to, to move people out of our life, and that's okay. So when we're dealing with people, when you're dealing with people who, who uh, have been a big part of your life or have been in your, in your world and you've helped them, always hold them loose enough so that God can take them to the fullness of their destiny. Godly counsel that will help you. So this morning, I'd love to pray with, with people this morning. So there's a few areas that, that I think uh, we can respond to today. And perhaps you can stand to your feet as I, I read these things out. And if you feel to come, I, I, I want to have the team and myself will pray with you and believe with you for, for change and for breakthrough. But some of us have been abused by people who, who we trusted. And now we find it very difficult to trust anyone. You, you know, you, you need to be healed of that. 
because it is really important that we learn to have the benefit in our life of those who can bring godly counsel when we've been abused by that it's very hard to trust again it's very hard to um, allow ourselves to be put in that position again but but it is important that we say jesus to be to be the the best person that i can be i need others to help me um perhaps we're confused having people counsel in the wrong places of our life so we're, 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 we're asking you know, people who have strength uh, in, in building things and we're trying to ask them to help us in, in other parts of our life. And, and we're thinking, but this is so confusing. And, and, and I'm, I'm listening to what they're telling me, their opinions and their advice, but it's in the wrong place of my life. You need to bring that to God today and say, Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, will you show me where to value their, their advice? And when I, need a new, uh, when I need a new house, then I'll get their advice. But when I'm, when I'm building a ministry then I need to start finding people who can help me who've gone down that path do you know what I'm saying those here and you want to start catching the raindrops something got you this morning when I talked about valuing every drop you need to start catching the raindrops and what you need to start is a journey today and you say God I want to make a commitment that I'm going to I'm going to start catching raindrops regularly now, that, that means for some of you, you might be able to regularly do that every day. Some, it might be once a week or every three days, but you've got you to learn to love this little thing here. It's called a Bible, and there's truth in it. There's wisdom. There's counsel, and, and there's lots and lots of drops that if you'll catch them and, and guide yourself through them and, and what others around you are, are helping you grow with, then you can find you're strengthening your world through that. And there are those who... who Bring godly counsel to others. You find yourself often people will come to you saying, "Look, you know, here's my problem. This is um, this is what I'm dealing with," and and you find that you don't go looking for it. It looks for you, and wherever you are, you find, you know, all different places. People come to you, and and you find yourself offering counsel to people. I want to pray for you that you have a pure heart that you have pure motives, that you can see that you're not in it to control people, you're not in it to make them, you know, to, to connect them to your life and, and cause them to be uh, dependent upon you. But you've got to say, God, help me. This is really, really important that, that you've put this gift on my life, that people come to me with these questions. People come to me for help. People come to me for guidance. Lord, help me to have a purity in my spirit that I'm pointing them to you, that I'm, I'm allowing them to grow in you, that I'm giving them good advice advice and perhaps if you're new to all this today you're new to church and you know today that Jesus has been speaking to you and you want to respond to him maybe God's been tugging at your heart for for a while now John 635 in the Bible tells us this Jesus replied I am the bread of life whoever comes to me will never be hungry again and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I want to encourage you this morning. You can, you can live eating and drinking and living in that connection with Jesus, in that union with Jesus. It's, we call it being born again. And you do that by asking Jesus to come into your heart. And you can do that with us this morning if you come forward. Um, it's a bold step. 
but uh, I want to invite you to come as the musicians sing this morning. I want to ask you to come if you want prayer in any of those ways. We'd love to pray with you and believe with you. Just You can just tell us what you're uh, responding to and uh, that'll help us to pray with you accordingly. And um, I believe that you're going to start strengthening yourself supernaturally, spiritually, and uh, just thrive in this thing called life. So as we as we have the, the singers lead us this morning, why don't you come?